Yeah, so this this is the fourth podcast in the last two days. Your your number, number four. four. So two two Monday and two Tuesday. It's um as I said, I'm glad it's you because I know you. There's no questions. I don't have to be mm. trying to keep the conversation going. It's more of a case of getting a fucking word in with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I done one Monday with um it was uh people that give support and it's a listening service for people bereaved by suicide. Okay. Which I thought was important to do, but I put that out on Monday <clears throat> and then I done one with um Ray Dove and that uh, all the ones I mentioned now will already have been out. Um, brilliant, brilliant. She is uh she communicates with Indians. Yeah, I see I seen something you had up about that, yeah. It kind of came up on my on the Spotify. Okay. The podcast, she was so. um she was ill for three months and she'd go, she like she was down to nearly a hundred pounds, like she's five foot five. And uh she she had to um she was gonna get a tube put into yeah. her stomach to feed her some food. And she said a prayer and they came down and brought her up to the ship and healed her and it was so much more of a story. Um <clears throat> then this morning I was chatting to Dinny Collins before you. That's um yeah. Bitcoin with Dinny about the financial he's crisis. The, he's the Dublin fella in a Bitcoin up there, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think he's from Dublin, yeah. Now he yeah. he was on before talking about Bitcoin and it was just one to do that's not about Bitcoin, but it's about the financial crisis. <laughs> he has loads of tips and everything else, but people who are not into Bitcoin won't hear him because they won't follow him. Whereas, of course, yeah, you know, as I said, all these are out. Go and check them out. Listen, hello everyone, welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Um, as I said in the intro, my name is Mark. As you know, this is Cody. Cody, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, Mark. It's good to be on. How uh, how long do we know each other? Not that long, really. Or not job. that well either, I suppose. No, not too long now. Kind of from me working wise and you kind of coming into series pub where I work, like we've been able to have a chat, but it keeps getting kind of cut short. Due That's to how I know each other from my yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, fairness, I, I, I don't be out that often. Here's nope. here's perfect proof now. How many yeah, times yeah. a month would you see me? Would you even see me one? It could be, it's, it's, it's not that often. Let's no, get it out no. here now, live. <laughs> I know you could you could see you once or twice a month, and then you wouldn't see you for ages. You know you yeah. you wouldn't be seen at all. I do no. go on these fits, but I, I like to do, and I haven't done it yet. Is when the football's on to go down and have a few pints mm. and watch the games and all that. But um, yeah, that's how I we met. So what about after that pandemic? You were working there, and then I came in and I met you. Mm, yeah, so it was kind of after the pandemic, uh, I was working in a place, a uh, previous pub in town, but that closed down. So then obviously start working in series. And after a period of time, then the customers started to take to me anyway, after mm-hmm. after a while. They're all good, yeah. though. Everyone everyone was lovely and everything like that. So it was nice, you know. Yeah, I'm so not yeah. sure that anyone's taken to you yet. Just <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like, everyone else, uh, except for you, was in a WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still, yeah, still yeah. Still not yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Everyone just texting saying, Jesus, I hope he's not working here today. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. listeners nah. don't come in, Cody's here. Yeah. You were in, um, you're just back from Scotland. Yeah, was over in Edinburgh. Um, the missus booked it away actually for a few days. So I love the city. I've been there five or six times. And it's just, it was going to go over to Liverpool for the match, but we were a bit he- like at the weekend. And then we were a bit hesitant with tickets and we weren't sure if we were going to be sitting together, or if we get the tickets or that and then we said no fuck it we'll we'll leave it and then obviously she had a planned trip then to go to edinburgh so we went over but funny enough when we went over uh 
obviously I, I had been working all that weekend, wasn't paying much attention and the city was wedged. And we were walking around the city, everything was great. We were on the new town where we usually stay. We usually stay on Princess Street. So we were there on Princess Street. It was great. We were kind of just re- relaxing. It was good to get off, arrived in. And then there was crowds building up out everywhere. And I was like, it's very busy. But I said, that's for the just queen, this. no? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was for the Queen, all right? But then but then we went up the Royal Mile, all right? And I walked up and there was like police everywhere. And I was like, right, there must be something going on. And then so I was like, I don't know what's going on. I said, I, I wondered. Probably, I said, probably someone's shooting a movie or something like that. You wouldn't know or what's going on. And then I went up and I was like, is there something going on here? And the policeman just looked at me and goes, do you not know what's going on? I was like, no, I haven't a clue what's going on. And then he goes, look at the billboard there. And it was like procession for the queen. I was like, right, I'm going to go the other way. We're yeah. going to go back to the new town here. Yeah. And, uh, Typical an Irishman wouldn't Yeah, know. it wouldn't know. And then uh, it, this this was early, this is about nine in the morning. Because we, we we got into Edinburgh about seven. We breakfast, had a pint, then decided, which is which you usually do on holidays. It's like all times go out the window anyway. So then we just headed down the tram, landed, and then just took a walk around. It just happened to be at, by 12 o'clock. The place was so wedged up there that they actually had to corner off all the streets. You actually you couldn't get up past the Royal Mile after one o'clock. People were actually queuing since about obviously when we went up at nine o'clock that morning. It was just it was madness. So it was just seeing all the difference and all that people. Mad like you didn't know what was going on. Then you seen all the crowds. You must have thought that I was doing a signing, did you? Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I, I, Junkie podcast yeah, was there yeah, for the yeah, day. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I I was yeah. kind of. I'd be I cutting going, that out now. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but what, what, what was great too was um, there was camera crews everywhere and everyone was blowing up my phone, like texting me and everything like that, going, Jay's, you picked the time to go over. You picked the time to go over. I didn't pick a fucking time to go over. I, it, was, it was a birthday present, right? It went over. And I, I me being thick and Irish, I was like, why, why would she be in Edinburgh? Like, why Edinburgh? Like, why not Westminster or wherever like that? But there was crowds everywhere. And I was like, right, um, Maybe it's time to try out a few Irish pubs over here while we're over there. And actually, funny enough, we did. And we found different places that we had never been to, even though we've been here loads of times. And the places were brilliant. There's a place called Kitty O'Shea's over there. Oh, and it's... Uh, and Kitty like, O'Shea's everywhere. Just, around, ev- ev- everywhere. And I've been to Edinburgh five or six times. And I've just, every time I've walked up to it, I've kind of went, oh, I don't know. It was an underground bar. And I was like, we did try an Irish bar there the last time we went over. And it was just when we walked in, you know, you know, like tick bouncers, they're kind of looking at you and they're kind of going. And we're like, we're just in for a drink, like you know, and we're like, we didn't get that anywhere else in Scotland. It was only in one of the Irish bars. We're obviously very strict about like what was going on. So we kind of like, no, we're going to leave it. We'll try out other places. But oh, that's enough, Irish, we, yeah. Big fucking yeah. tick heads. Take well, heads, you, uh, yeah. you you just check there so you can uh, turn up your volume a small bit on that. Just yeah. um, I can hear you. Everything is fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Edinburgh myself. It's um, I don't know. Like at the age that I am now, um, it's funny you said that like, you got breakfast and then you had a pint. Like that would have been my jam completely. Like and yeah, anytime yeah. I go anywhere, but I think now it's like I don't even know if I'd like like I wouldn't go on a summer holiday now where you're going to you know, a couple of different bars and places. Like I've been to um, mm. Santa Ponza with a couple of guys and yeah. we were there. Like, look, it was really, really good, but we were there 14 nights. I think we drank 12 of the nights. Um, and like, I'd never do that now in a billion yeah, years. Well, I wouldn't be able to do it now, you know? You'd be broken. So you do, you know, even like <clears> we went, <throat> we were over for three nights 
by the third night, like coming home, you're, you're, you're dying. So yeah, you're absolutely, you're on the airplane, airplane, you're shaking, you're going, oh, Jesus Christ, why do I, why did I drink so much the night before knowing I'm traveling back? I find that the worst. You're, when you're, you're, traveling. Age, you're under 30, aren't you? Yeah, I'm only 26 now. But like, you're, you're only I, a pup. Yeah, only a pup at the moment, anyway. Jesus but. Christ. <laughs> but no, kind of. I have older jackets in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I've been 26 years a Liverpool fan, so has, we've had fucking not the best luck, anyway, that's for sure, apart from a couple of years. Well, you, you being united, anyway. Yeah. Everyone of the similar age group of in their thirties well, have been great. When I was growing up, um, everyone supported Liverpool. Mm. All of them because they were winning everything at the time. Um, I just happened to pick United. It was um, it was the first game I seen on TV. They were losing one 0 and Jesper Olsen and Gordon Strachan scored in the one two one. And I said I'd support them. I said it to my dad. He yeah. said that he supported them, and I says, "Well, I'm going to pick them." He was like, "Oh, be careful!" Like, you know, <laughs> they can but that's usually what Irish people with kind of families like if your dad supports it, yeah. you probably end up supporting it or your mom or whichever. But then if your brother supports the team, you might actually go opposite, just out of thickness. Like, you know, mm. if your brother's like Arsenal, you might go, fuck, I'll go Tottenham. Must be mad to like live that. in Liverpool, like, and you have like the, the red and the blue side, like brothers and like mm. you know, fathers and brother and sons all colliding for one big game. And yeah. And like, you wouldn't get that over here. Everyone would kill one another. Yeah. no one be talking to each other in the house for the day there'd be too much slagging going on so don't you know yeah. especially especially if you had a Liverpool Everton household or United and Liverpool household there'd be no talking there'd be some people in the kitchen some in the sit room there'd be yeah. not a stitchy conversation between anyone is uh, Liverpool fucked this season are they? I don't think so no I think I think maybe yes they could have strengthened the midfield a bit more but who do you bring in as well you know Jude Billingham Jude Billingham would have been brilliant and I think maybe I'm kind of I would have hoped that would have went more so with Jude than with Darwin Nunes now I'm not against Nunes or anything like that he could take time to develop and everything but the midfield needed to be strengthened as well you know we kind of Henderson is getting on Milner's getting on now young Elliot now and there's a Caravaggio two great yeah. players like but they're still young like they're still relatively young what so age is Henderson is he 30 31 He's hitting thirties, yeah. He has to be. I think he's 30, 30 31, yeah. At this yeah, stage. but look at like last year, Real Madrid won the Champions League, and uh, Modric is, I think, he's thirty six, and I think uh, Ross as well, yeah. He's 30, 34, 35. So you need experience in there as well, surely, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, United it's... might be doing well. I, I actually might be doing a football podcast soon enough if you're around mm. for free for yeah. me to bring you on. And, Sounds good. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, like I definitely wouldn't uh, have done it last year when Liverpool were flying, but I'd be much more happier to do it this year. I kind of, I, I, I can see the like the, the last couple, like since <clears> the Premier League started this year, it's brilliant. There's a bit of crack, like you know. But obviously, I was giving stick to all the fans last year, all the United fans and Chelsea fans, and just having a laugh in the pub. I, I can't get a minute now in the pub mm. any night. It's like any time there's been a result for like the Napoli game I was working. And it wasn't even Liverpool fans at the bar. It was just all United fans. And they were just smiling at me through the whole thing. I was like, I'm going to be stuck here now till closing time look, listening to this now. But it's good, it's great. Sure you're not even in the Champions League, you know? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know it was good out of crack. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying, well, like, at least we're in the Champions League. And I said, don't worry about it. We'll probably see you in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So <laughs> that might happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, uh, you never... Go on. No, it's kind of, but 
the best I think ten well, even with United like Ten Hag, he done a he kind of got them going a bit, like which kind of sickened me for as a Liverpool fan because I kind of knew after that pre-season game, I know it was only pre-season Liverpool and United, but he still looked in better shape than he maybe did a season or two beforehand. Just even the way they... back, I said, what the fuck is going on here, man? Two losses, yeah. heavy defeats. I said, Jesus Christ. Harry Maguire mm. and Luke Shaw taking out the team. Yeah. But like back Maguire... Four is um, Baran, Martinez, Malasia and Dalo. And I wouldn't change that unless I absolutely have to. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maguire, Maguire wasn't. I don't know. I, I, I don't think he didn't get a game at Athlone Town down there, let alone United. You know, so yeah, he's been very, he's been very poor. But my last thing on the football I say is with Ferran. People say like, oh, is he that good? And if Ferran was at Liverpool, he'd be playing beside Virgil Van Dijk. And if he was in Man City, he'd be playing beside Diaz. That's how good he is, in my opinion. But that only tell. Yeah, at the end of the season, we'll see. Um, so look, tell us about uh, Celia. What is Celia? What does it mean? Well, like, I, I, I've been well, what happened to me was I'm 26 now, so when I was about 18, 19, my stomach basically collapsed and I was rushed to hospital. And I was maybe in hospital for about maybe seven days, I'd say a week. I was in hospital for a week, they couldn't actually figure out what it was. Well, actually, growing up, kind of in my childhood, kind of, if I ate certain foods or different things, I was always very sick, and uh, but I never put much notice on it. And even say with alcohol, as you were like say youngster and you were kind of out gallivanting. Say if I ever drank beer or lager, as you'd say, like say Budweiser, Coors, or any of them, I was always very, very, very sick. Like you know, not like hangover sick. I mean, like violently sick the next day. Um. So I never took to it. And then when I got older, kind of even with kind of boomers, I felt it was a bit easier on me and just wasn't as sick compared to with other people. And then with different foods, still wasn't. My skin, from the age of like 13 to maybe 19, I had bad acne from like head to toe for really bad. And it was kind of to the point where you didn't want to go outside or you didn't want to kind of socialize with people because it was, and kind of, it was put down to acne for years. So it was kind of skin, kind of skin. Up until maybe I was 18, 19, I started, I've seen a dermatologist kind of got it cleared. We used to still come back a bit, especially working in a pub with all yeast and everything like that. So when my stomach collapsed, I then was nearly five days in hospital. And I think it was a surgeon from Dublin that came down and they wouldn't let me leave because they couldn't obviously figure out what was wrong. But they kept feeding me kind of tea and toast, you know, like in Ireland, you get your tea and toast before you can yeah. kind of check out. And like, <laughs> I, and I was on like anti-sickness, but I kept getting kind of sick and everything like that. And so they kind of done done a few tests and they ran a few tests and they discovered that I, I had um, celiac disease. Now they said, like they said, sometimes like with people, it can, I might not have had it when I was younger, but it could have been there. And basically it's like, it's, it's the protein protein that kind of sticks things together. So it's kind of wheat, wheat, barley and rye. Them three, them three things can make up the pro. They're, they're the grains essentially that I can't have, and what it does is it attacks it wheat, well, wheat, barley, and rye. Right, right. So wheat, barley, and rye. Anything with wheat, barley. They're rye. almost so in everything, really. They're, they're nearly in everything. So that, that's kind of like your pizzas, your doughy foods. That they're, they're kind of like the gluten is what kind of keeps them together, so it doesn't kind of break off. Yeah. So like, what would happen is when I'd have um, say pizza my stomach would bloat like straight like say I would bloat really bad or it wouldn't digest and that's that was kind of a problem I was having for years was kind of like I would eat like say breakfast in the morning 
and I could still taste that breakfast maybe at four or five o'clock in the day. And I'd be like, that's not right. Like this doesn't actually go on with people. Like, you know, and you could end up being sick then. You could be quite sick afterwards. And kind of this went on for years and it was kind of, it'd be a bit kind of, you wouldn't know why. You'd be thinking kind of things. You'd be like, why is this going on? And I, I personally just didn't. I thought it was maybe I didn't like certain foods or just my stomach couldn't digest certain things. But then as I got older and that did actually happen, the doctors kind of said that after so many years of buildup of food, it was like my stomach just burst. Yeah. It wasn't able to take it. And that's how they were able to discover it. Because it I mean, wasn't that's a question that might be stupid. Like, could you have died from it? Like, or was it that serious? It must have been serious if they wouldn't let you out. Well, they wouldn't let me out. And um, I was quite, I was very sick, like, you know, and kind of that. I, I don't think I would have died or anything like that. But um, they were kind of worried, wondering what caused this and how, how, how this kind of happened. And then, um, like the different outcomes and different things like that and I was pumped full of anti-sickness and it was literally I actually remember when it did happen I was actually in my mom's and I actually wasn't I was feeling quite ill and I I was eating like pasta just regular pasta and a bit of food and it wasn't digestion di- digesting and then I just li- literally blanked kind of and I felt sick and then all of a sudden there was an ambulance outside that brought me down to on the slope so it did and when when that was when that was going on, um, they rushed me in. They checked all bloods and things. They didn't know what it was at first, but I remember getting a shot of kind of like, I think it was like adrenaline in the ambulance going down. And it was kind of it was weird because obviously I didn't know what was going on. I just thought I had pains. My stomach was very sore. At, fe- at first, I thought it was my appendix. The appendix had burst, so it was immediately rush rush you down to hospital, make sure it wasn't. So they spent a lot of time checking that area, but on the scans and everything, it wasn't the appendix, and they couldn't. And a lot of the kind of doctors there had spent a lot of time kind of wondering what it was. Also, with a lot of people, even then, like with celiac in Ireland, especially, there's not that much talked about it. There's not that much people that kind of have it. No, there is. There probably is loads of people out there that have it too. But I mean, it wasn't seen as something kind of then. So they weren't as checking for it. It was more like it must be his appendix. It must be the bladder. It could be kidney stones. It could be this. And then it was about five or six days uh, kind of on anti-sickness was there. I was actually still not well, but they kept the nurses kept coming around. They'd be giving me yogurts and giving me a toast. And I was trying this. And literally, I kept going to the bathroom. And coming back, I was like, I can't, st- I can't stomach that. It keeps making me sick. And the doctor's like, that can't be right. You're on anti-sickness. You can't be getting sick. We can't let you out if that's the case. And lucky enough, we had, uh, it was a Friday. A surgeon from Dublin kind of came down. He checked it and he ran blood tests. So he said, I think you could, like at this moment, he said, I think you have celiac disease. And I was like, what, what is celiac? What is celiac disease? And he goes, or it could be a gluten intolerance. He said, it's, that'd be a bit lighter. Like, you know, celiac is where kind of, your, your gut, basically, your like food that goes down your intestine can't stomach it and it attacks the food. That's basically what celiac, celiac disease. So it kind of attacks it. It can't digest gluten at all. And you're, it just basically your body's rejecting it. That's why a lot of times... That's the gluten food. in wheat, barley and rice. So in wheat, barley and rice. If, if me and you have a slice of pizza each, I'm eating yeah. it and it's fine and it's going down like an apple yeah. where your yeah. insides essentially are gone to war. Yeah, and sometimes what was happening to me, like, and this can happen, like, I could have the slice of pizza and say I'd eat it, and I might not feel too bad then, right, at that moment, but it could be an hour, it could be 20 minutes, it could be two hours, and straight away my stomach is bloated out, and um, it'd be very bloated, I'd be feeling sick, and I could taste it, 
like and usually when you have food you shouldn't be able to taste it maybe two hours later mm. you could kind of see it and kind of and I, all I, as i thought for years i kind of thought it was like reflux kind of like all i could taste like was these, these certain foods and everything like that um so kind of when it, when it did get kind of diagnosed what they done was um uh, they, they obviously kept me there for another couple of days they changed that they didn't give me the toast then for the next couple of days and there was no problem i wasn't getting sick they tried me with gluten-free bread there was no problem so what they done was they decided then said nine months we're gonna we want you to stay off gluten completely for nine months and come back to us and we're going to run all your blood tests again and everything like that and i said brilliant i said um right we'll try that uh went home then started kind of so it was a big change because like especially with my family and everyone else no one kind of really understood it as much as myself we didn't really know what can you have what can't you have because we we can, can you tell us some of that because like like it's not for everyone else to hear it's also for me it's um so those three things that we mentioned that you can't have is fair enough but like like you don't just okay well i won't have any wheat today or any barley like they're in all ingredients and everything so what could what can you eat? What would a typical day for you, we'll just say on average, look like now? Or, or, or for anyone on it? Well, like, um, it, well, it, it depends kind of like, I, I be, I'm more of an on-the-go person. So well, I, I get up anyway, I eat just gluten-free bread. Obviously, it'd be like like way toast or anything. And I'd have that in the morning and I'd have it maybe with jam or a slice of cheese or something like that. Could have a banana then afterwards. Kind of things like that. Um. And then kind of for lunch, it could be, it depends on where I'm going or what I'm doing. But at the start, like say, for example, I didn't know what what was I going to use? What like what was I going to eat? Because technically it's in everything. Like, you know, your pastas, your pizzas and um, meat, like not in meat, but like say, if, like say if you had turkey and someone put stuffing, stuffing, you can't have stuffing. So you can't have it. And then um, I started to realize that I got I was very sensitive to it like you know as in like the first while like say like even with cross-contamination and everything like that it started I, I could start to see a bit of a change as the few months went on from eating kind of non-gluten things and then I was getting healthier and healthier and a kind of year had passed and then I was back kind of nine months later and it was like they'd done the blood test and everything was coming up fine I remember at that period of time I was about 1920 and uh, I, 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 I took a year, I was kind of playing football and boxing and stuff like that. And about 12 months later, I think it was the fittest I had ever been. And not just down to non-gluten, because I was healthy. I wasn't feeling sick. I wasn't being sick before training. I wasn't, I had energy levels. I was able then to kind of eat foods that weren't repeating on me. There was no reflux. There was none of that. And the kind of, a lot of places kind of, as each year has come on, like say even now, there's been more options, like you can have gluten-free wraps, there's gluten-free cereals, there's a gluten, there's lots of different gluten-free breads available. In different, very more expensive. So that's that was kind of the hardest thing, especially when I was renting. I found when I was say my shopping, say in Aldi, say if it was 30 euros at the time just for myself, it was almost it was about 55 euros then. Like it was going up so much more because of the gluten-free items, you know. Um, even down to say like everyone likes like say sweets and treats and stuff like you can get gluten-free biscuits and everything like that and I actually started to like them so I got used to them and then I never really kind of 
thought about kind of anything else. Now I was lucky, I'm lucky enough, I'm kind of like that, but I'd be thinking like, I don't want to go near this because I know it just makes me sick. Like say, say a Snickers, not a Snickers bar, but say a bar like that, say a Mars bar that has wheat in it. You could be there and go, I'd love a Mars bar now and work. And it's busy now, just something quick to keep you going, but you can't have that because you know it's going to affect you. And it's not going to be good on the stomach or basically help help you out you know but it's hard having a meal like even with the family if you go out with your girlfriend if you are anywhere and you're 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 kind of eating on the move so let's say you stop somewhere for dinner um yeah. like and you're get i don't know just say chicken fragments you're getting chicken and vegetables well you you can't yeah. have fries you can't have roast potatoes you can't have potatoes so mm. basically you're just having chicken yeah so a lot vegetables. of a lot of my meals now lucky funny enough is i hate potatoes and I hate chips, right? So it was kind of lucky enough in that regard that it didn't, I used to always have you lots of don't like of chips. Don't like chips. That's don't French like fries chips. for our, um, this is two very strong yeah. uh, Ireland accents here now. So yeah, French, fri- uh, fr- French, fr- French fries. I don't like French fries. Don't like chips. Don't like roasters. I hate potatoes. Hate them since a young age. Never ate them. And 26 now still won't touch them. Just I don't know what it is. I think it could be with- the tech. With the bread, with the gluten free bread, the is is does that can't taste the same, surely? No, it, it. I'll give you an example now. It's kind of when, so eighteen, nineteen, when this happened, it was very hard to become accustomed to the bread, and there was only a couple of kind of places in Ireland. As a, I mean, like not say Tesco was Aldi, and it was maybe Super Value, that had gluten free bread, but the bread. It was more like the whole grain bread at the start. Okay. It wasn't what it was like uh, with the seeds and everything <clears> like that. And I found that very hard. I I used to have a kind of with gluten with soup, so you could buy kind of soups that were gluten free. There was no wheat or there was no nothing in the soup, so I used to have that. But it'd be just dipping it into. I found that very difficult at the start, and then luckily, as kind of more people in the world kind of decided to go more gluten free, kind of to help their lifestyle. Um there started to be a big change in kind of items. You kind of had, all of a sudden you had two gluten-free breads in Aldi now. Yeah. Now there's a yeah. market for it because there's more people looking for it. There's no point in making two or three different types of bread for Cody. But if yes. there's, yeah. there's 20,000 Cody's, well, now let's get them into the, the yeah. as you said, Dunn stores and Tesco's. And But you know, mm. like, um, and I want to ask you in, in a few minutes about um, celiac and sports and that, but just before I do that, um, <clears throat> like, the nutrients that you're missing from those ingredients that you can't have, do you get them somewhere else? Is there supplements already in all other foods? Is that a silly thing to say? Yeah, no, yeah. You'd be missing a lot of fiber. There'd be a lot of fiber and, you know, like, like a certain bread and with a lot of gluten-free foods. They're, they're a lot more, I don't mean to say sugary, but to be more kind of, say, calories-wise or different things on that because they're substituting certain things that obviously you're missing your wheat that keeps it together or the barley all them ingredients the protein to make the gluten like as you'd see with kind of gluten-free bread it would break very easily because there's no gluten in it it just nearly crumbles when you're making a sandwich so that compared to real bread where it has that sticky texture where that's what you feel in your stomach when it's going down it's what keeps it together same with pizza you could pull the pizza like that but gluten-free pizza would nearly like it would snap as soon as you do it because there's no it does there's no texture to hold it together but um, what I would do is I mostly have, I have supplements kind of that I can take. So there's kind of like iron and different things I take. I get them in Holland and Barrett or you get them in any kind of local thing. But uh, I'd make sure that foods I'd eat, and I'd eat a lot like my protein foods and a lot of vegetables and leafy greens and stuff like that that kind of keep me 
kind of health, healthy, obviously, that in, in different things that I'm missing, you know, and you can't do you're slim and healthy because you're eating all good foods. Like, even if somebody wasn't celiac and was eating the foods you were eating, they'd be healthy yeah, and yeah. slim, you know. But, you know, yeah. uh, so when you're drinking, you could drink cider, but you mentioned there that sometimes you'd have toast and jam. So, obviously, the and look, maybe everyone knows this, and I just don't. That, that, that could be the case, but mm. it's... um. Obviously, the sugars, the sugary food has no problem. No, a lot, a lot, a lot of kind of sugary stuff doesn't. But then, with me, if I have too much sugars, my skin can break out, so I can't because of different, like kind of like different with sugars. But say with say celiac kind of, with me being celiac, say even if I'm say the likes of the yeast in the pub that kills my skin when it gets on it, working in a bar. So say like when I'm wiping up tables and stuff like that my skin will kind of be a bit cracked then the next day or different things like that. And that's just down to kind of being around kind of the yeast and the products and everything like that, that can happen to kind of with me anyway, that's for sure. What was uh, the name, Cody, that you put on? A, you you said some name earlier on where if you're in somewhere and it would be the, the, the transfer of the yeast from one food to the other food. What was that? The, um, you were saying that like you, even you could go in and, and have um, gluten-free food, but you might still feel sick after you're very sensitive because there might have been. Yeah. 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 So basically what I noticed was when everything kind of, when, when things started to cut out and I started to go places, there was very limited options you could have. Right. So you'd say you could have a, say a roast dinner. You could be in say the shack or Rob's ranch, wherever in town. And you could have your chicken, your veg, and, but you couldn't have the gravy because the gravy was mixed. Gravy has wheat to keep it thicker. So I couldn't have the gravy. But then for me, if, say, the chicken was right beside, say, the turkey and the stuffing and chicken was lying there and I had it, then I could be cross-contaminated. Cross-contaminated. Yeah, and cross-contamination. And at the start, as I was younger, it wasn't too bad. But then there was times I was, say, gluten-free. I was having these foods and I'd go home and I'd be still sick. And that to me, I was kind of like, what is, what is going on? It's it's still, I'm still not feeling the best, like, you know. Would that be powerful, of course, for celiacs? Or is that like, is, would you have to be extra sensitive for, for that to happen? Or is that just well, powerful, well, of course, for everybody? Well, see, well, no, kind of, if you're gluten intolerant or kind of you have an intolerance, that can still happen to you too. But with a lot of people that are celiac, cross-contamination can be, can be very, like, very hard, like as in, you nearly tr- have to trust some places to have food in because if the kitchen is dirty and say like for me anyway, say if I'm frying rashers on a pan that are completely gluten free, say I got, and but say if someone was frying sausages before that on it and I used the same pan, I'm very sensitive. So I would feel unwell from that kind of, that kind of cross contamination of food like as well. So like everyone kind of in my household, especially partner and everything, became kind of very aware of like say if they were cooking anything or if I was cooking anything I'd use a separate pan or I'd have a separate kind of I put my toast in my own toaster or stuff like that or even say a deli counter best all right everyone goes gets chicken fillet rolls every time I say if I was to get a gluten-free sandwich at a deli the best way to describe people is I'd, I'd have to make sure to change their gloves uh, change the knife and get a new board uh, kind of before they place it down because of the cross contamination. Do workers know that? Like, like, is 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 that not a problem, or is or just saying this fella is awkward, or what's the? It depends. Thing? Some it now now at the moment in this like right now, kind of in the last say, six months to a year in the last year in Ireland, in certain places is brilliant. And um, there's certain places in Athlone that is absolutely brilliant. Dublin's very good for it. 
Um, and England's very, very good for it as well. So they are, they're very good over there for it too. But certain places, like I'd be in the line and say, say if I'm up at Spar and uh, herself's getting a roll or something, I generally probably wouldn't order something because I'd feel awkward asking everyone to kind of change that. And then you get the typical people going, oh, Jesus, here comes this fella now. Look, I'm going to have to change my gloves, change this, this thing. And then you'd probably end up going, do you know what, I'll just get, I'll just get some gluten-free items and go home type thing. And that does happen. It does kind of... That's unfortunate. That's down to, um, and I include myself in this, that's down to education, you know. Mm, People don't yeah. realise, they think, oh, see, yeah, what's that? And they say, oh, hey, well, this person mm. is uh, gluten intolerant. Oh, fair enough, they can't have bread. Yeah, okay. But they don't yeah, realise yeah. those mm. social real-time situations. Like, essentially, you're at the mercy of people in a restaurant or a bar or a cafe mm, yeah, at the mercy yeah. of them doing things correctly and if they're not there's a chance that you'd only realize an hour later when it's fucking too late yeah yeah and that can happen especially that's why you go to the same places that you trust then is it because you know yeah. that they do it right yeah yeah and especially especially here in town obviously <clears> where where we where we go living off loan there is i we go to the same restaurant well not the same restaurant like i obviously like the food there as well don't get me wrong when um, i go to the same places i, I never like if I went to a place now and I felt sick the next day or a few hours later or anything like that, I know it's down to my food. I know it's not down to what I had earlier. I would let, because I hadn't had that food yesterday or the day before and I was fine. Do you, do you understand kind of where I'm coming from? Well, say if I went to a restaurant and I had this food at four o'clock and I felt not well at eight, I'd be like, right, I didn't have that food for the last month. Uh, I could have been cross-contaminated. I'm not feeling great. And what would happen to me is I'd be bloated, as I said earlier. I'd get very bloated and I would feel kind of nauseous. That'd be kind of the way I would feel. I'd feel nauseous and I'd know that my body's not digesting it because of obviously kind of, it could have been mixed with something. It could have been like, say you had a curry, like say I don't, like say a chicken curry and they said it is gluten-free, but it could be the case that they didn't put a mixing agent into it just to thicken it up unknowns to me and I had it and then later on that day I didn't feel good and all that so that can that can happen yeah, it's like you ask someone serving chicken curry and it's that gluten free oh it is yeah and all of a sudden then the chef put in loads of mix to thicken it up you didn't know about it and... yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and that's generally no I'm not saying I'm not saying that happens all the time it doesn't no but there is there is times that that can happen it can be it can be the simple case of like I said you get gluten free sandwich in a pub or somewhere like that they could be the chef could be up there absolutely up the walls he doesn't kind of change his gloves or he doesn't do that and he just puts the sandwich there and it could be lying there or fried in the same pan. They, a lot of people, even I see on the Gluten-Free Ireland website and kind of the Celiac Association that like I, I kind of I look at things and everything like that, a lot of people tend not to eat out as much and just actually cook at home because of the kind of the anxiety of going out, maybe being sick the next day as well or sick that day to begin if with. If you're going for a drink then... Um, and you were drinking cider as you mentioned mm. you'd probably sooner drink out of a bottle or just out of a Ulmer's and there are other ciders by the way but just out of a yeah. Ulmer's uh, glass you, like you wouldn't want to well if you ever notice me if you ever see any times you're in the pub every time I have a glass of water even it's in a Bulmer's glass I'd usually have a Bulmer's glass always that or same if I have a pint bottle I'd always ask is okay if I have the Bulmer's glass or something like that generally speaking because I know from pub being in a pub, if it's in a Heineken glass, it's been pulled. Heineken's been now it's been washed and everything like that as well. But generally speaking, Bulmer's glasses are just always for Bulmer's. Yeah, it's just you never see a in in a Bulmer's. You never, glass, you know? Yeah, you, you wouldn't. <laughs> and if it did, you, you wouldn't be going it. back in there. No, 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 no. But you're you more know, trusted I, than me, Cody, because um, you mentioned there that 
on the websites they were saying that some people don't go out like to eat food that to eat food at home mm. maybe mm. there's no obviously you're a man about town like i don't mean that in a bad way but you'd be out and about and you'd be going mm. you know you'd be going yeah. different places and yeah you've obviously yeah. found the good places and the bad places i don't think i trust people enough i'd say no fuck it i just like it would kill your social life i suppose but um you're probably more trusting than me you know i kind of kind of myself anyway yeah i, I can be in a way as in kind of I would have, I'd so much here in town. I'm okay, but I kind of you'd have the anxiety when you go to other places about food and especially well, Edinburgh, like, for example. After yeah, right. The podcast where you spoke about you going to Edinburgh, yeah. so you were blocked off. Now you to go places that you wouldn't necessarily have Nest, been before, and all of a sudden now. Yes, yeah. So you you don't know where to go. You're right now. back in the it. hands of people doing things right on a very very busy occasion that probably so, wasn't that busy in a long time. Yeah, yeah, and kind of. Well, we kind of rule of thumb, rule of thumb. I kind of sick that is Italian food usually has gluten free pastas, gluten free stuff. Nearly most Italian places, there's usually two options on the menu, minimum in every Italian place that has gluten free food, unless it's kind of like a four or five star place that just are too thick and ignorant to do it. Like, but there is so rule of thumb. Kind of what we do is. Now, I like Italian too. So, like, we went to, like, say, a Bella Italia over there or a different place like that. They say, oh, well, in England and Scotland and certain places in the UK, which is brilliant, is when you go in the door, the first thing to ask is, does anyone have any allergens? You don't get that as much in Ireland here. You know, the first thing to just sit you to a table, they say, do you have any allergens? You say, oh, I'm celiac. And they go, oh, do you want to see the gluten-free menu? Brilliant. There it is. You don't have to look at all the numbers of the allergens list and what's on it. It says this and this. And then some, some say if you have a milder intolerance on some of the menus, say if you're not as sensitive as some other people, if you're just gluten intolerant and that, you can maybe go with this, this option as well because it's not as bad. But some gluten-free menus, kind of the likes of, uh, like say, England, UK, England, Scotland, all them places, it's brilliant because it's you have your starters, your main, your kind of desserts even. No problem. We have a gluten free menu there, and you know the fact yeah. that they ask you that and to have the menu there that these people know what they're mm-hmm. at. It's going to be, yeah, uh, basically, you get to do what everyone else does all the time just go in, not worry about stuff, eat to your heart's content, mm-hmm. have a few drinks, yeah. and go. Yeah, and it's brilliant, you know. Yeah. They kind of, and then like, even we tried this Mexican place, and uh, it was the first time we had been in this because everywhere was booked up when we were over there because of how busy it was. And that was the first thing. And he, your man said, are you gluten intolerant or are you celiac or are you just having a gluten free diet? And I, I thought to myself, Jesus, they're, they're fucking well, they're well aware here. Like, you know, yeah. and I explain, I, I explain my situation. He goes, look, here's the gluten free menu. And um, we, the chef recommends these five things are completely are more towards celiac. Any of them. And he said he can alter or change anything. Say if you didn't want chicken or pork or that, he could maybe put that in the, the, tacos for example like they can do corn corn tacos and, or corn wraps and everything like that so i was like this is brilliant like, you know sounds kind ideal of, you know yeah the, the, um, so in in terms of um celiac sports people does it make any difference to performance does it well i think you mentioned that you don't really take any supplements you can do if you want to so mm, you can get mm. all your proteins and you get everything from other foods so yeah does it make but it must have been a nightmare when you were younger and you were sick all the time and you didn't know what was yeah. wrong and all of a sudden <coughs> then why is yeah, Cody so, being exhausted after two laps of the pitch and training when you're 14 yeah yeah, yeah. so kind of um i felt it massively kind of especially with football wise um 
I wouldn't eat before a game, right? Which is, or I wouldn't eat before training. And I've done this for years or kind of even before a match, I might have a banana. That'd be probably the height of it, like, you know. And the reason being is I felt like, oh, if I had food and I'd done a few laps, I could possibly be sick. And then the anxiety of being sick in front of people and everyone starts slagging and going, oh, look at your man. No, we can't even do a lap. You know, kind of the way Irish people are. And then you kind of, you'd have that whole anxiety about it, you know. And then... Um, that was kind of one of them where it was like, uh, especially with kind of when I didn't know, it was kind of you could possibly be sick. And when you're not eating foods before games or training or you're not that, you are going to lack energy. You're going to be tired. You're not going to be able to keep up with everyone else. And eventually it's going to take its toll and catch up on you. Yeah. But you know, like um, when you were saying there at the start, uh, when you found out that you had it, yeah, I, and that this is what you're going to be able to do. Like, obviously, no one likes hearing that they have anything. But was that yeah. a relief when you went, OK, I know what well, I have. Yeah. I know what I can do well, to fix it. And this is what I'll do. Yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of at that moment of time, it was massive because it was kind of like uh, they said, come back in nine months. They said, we can't kind of distinguish you. Uh, well, like, say, until we see your blood work, see what it's like for a year. Kind of nine months come back. And I remember in that nine months period, even like I kind of, everything started to change for me, healthier wise, kind of, I was able to go back to even sports wise, certain sports. I remember after 12 months and nearly a year later and eating wise and everything like that, I was probably the fittest I've ever been. I was fitter. I was eating better. I felt great. I can remember they done my blood work and they were like, your blood's, there's nothing, like there's no problems no problems with your stomach like over the years for i i got the camera down maybe three or four times throughout the years and they kind of when i was younger because there wasn't so much talked about this especially in ireland of course they just thought i had acid reflux you know and they thought that was the cause so they used to keep giving me tablets for acid reflux and thinking that was the thing and every few years going to change the, the camera down and see like if it was that but obviously that what that was that's the reflux that probably was coming from me being sick from eating foods, obviously, that I couldn't eat because it wasn't digesting in my intestine and it was coming back up my system. And the only way for it is the opposite way because my body wouldn't be able to break down the foods through my small intestine. So, Is there any... Um, sorry, I had mute there on it myself because there was a truck going by and I forgot then and started mm. talking. Is, is there any... So say people that are celiac or gluten-free and just recently so and if they want to find out more information could you just recommend any sites that like you were saying yeah yeah there's like as i found now is i know me personally i know like even i'll use gluten-free bread for an example right with gluten-free bread i know which place is the nicest for toast which one is the nicest for sandwiches and which one is absolutely horrific where it doesn't taste anything like it. Like there's different, like Tesco have a great selection as you go down. They have all the gluten-free stuff, all breads, pastas, sauces, everything when you go to the very back of Tesco. Sweets, chocolate biscuits, everything like that. When you go into Aldi, they have a, a kind of small section. They have gluten-free breads. They have a nice sourdough bread that's there. They have biscuits. They, the gluten-free biscuits out of Aldi would be a lot nicer than maybe the ones out of Tesco. That's my, my personal opinion. Now, someone else could be different. And then the little in little, for example, little have a bread there that's gluten free, and I I personally just me I don't like it at all. I don't like the texture of it. I find that there's so many different better kind of gluten free options out there, and you would notice with certain supermarkets kind of which is kind of 
like like where to do your shopping because you've more like of trial an and error type thing where yeah. it's like you just try everything once and is, is there like you you mentioned um a website earlier did you uh, yeah what was that yes like, so, if, if if you were giving someone advice now look if you're not sure if you want to find out more about it and you've recently yeah. been diagnosed mm. here's these pages to check or here's these websites is there a good yeah. on, online instagram account or anything well, well if if you are on facebook i'm not too sure about instagram but on facebook there's gluten-free ireland and it's a group of all kind of gluten intolerant celiac and people that are staying gluten-free and you can join that group and it's all through ireland and different places and the people post up pictures of i got this bread in aldi for example today or there's these kind of sweets here there's these there's garlic say gluten-free garlic bread here down in wexford there's a gluten-free pizza in duns here in say, information Dublin. in real so time essentially inf- information in real time different people and you can chat amongst people that can kind of help you on that if you're kind of new to it as well but i'd say to anyone that is kind of that, that say did get diagnosed or have, has an intolerance too is at at the start i thought it was quite bad i thought like oh what am i gonna do but now there's a substitute for nearly everything now i don't mean everything but there is a substitute if you need pasta you can get pasta um if say if you go into the likes of kind of restaurants and you get like a dinner like chicken and veg they'll do it separately and everything like that some places like will do a gluten-free gravy nor do a gluten-free gravy a lot of places now put that in they have them in their restaurants or in their shops just in case people come in now You'd also have the likes of, say, Tesco. I think once a year they do this gluten, gluten-free gluten society day. I think they give out kind of bags of gluten-free products to certain people around. It's kind of like a charity thing, just to kind of as an awareness day for people of kind of celiac or gluten intolerance. And you'd be able to kind of read up on different items. And they just give people like different kind of items to kind of like gluten-free flour and say different products along that as well. And people would be able to, kind of use it like as i find especially with tesco as i find they have like a freezer section so they have like the likes of your uh like say chicken tenders or say garlic bread for example that people that if they were so used to eating these type of foods and they really missed them there is a substitute now that you can you can uh what do the substitute ha- for the breadcrumbs and the chicken tenders just as a matter of interest what's that st- yeah so Everything usually everything is made with gluten, kind of wheat flour. So now in the last latter years, like what people are using is rice flour, and rice flour can be a substitute. Uh, that's what people are putting on, like kind of to use, kind of like on chicken goujons as kind of it's the substitute. And same in kind of some Chinese places, you might ever see with kind of uh, a shredded chicken that could have rice flour on it instead of the wheat flour, and that's how they make the kind of. And it's 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 just it's just another substitute that you can have. Again, you'd be hoping they'd have a separate pan for all of those. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like as in, <clears> there is, <throat> as in, um, what we dis- what we discovered, um, what I've discovered recently is the but I usually go into the butchers and I get my meats out of the butchers, um, just because I just certain things I get. But as I started to go in over the years now, um, they have like uh, gluten free chicken goujons gluten-free chicken Maryland, gluten-free burgers, gluten-free turkey burgers, and all this type of stuff. And they'd be going, what? And I was reading up and they said they use rice flour, sanic gum, all these different type of things to make up, basically to kind of hold the texture together, that kind of what, what you're missing in, in the gluten, like as gluten is the doughy bit that kind of holds everything together. And a lot, a lot of places now, and I asked, I asked your man, the butchers there recently, I said, how come? And he said, just nearly everyone is asking for them nowadays or kind of they said it's easier to make everything with rice flour and say because everyone can have it then 
you'd like as in like say people that are gluten-free and people that aren't and and a lot of people now have kind of there's not really too much of a difference in it there's probably times you've picked up things and they are gluten-free and you wouldn't even notice yourself but if i said to you oh that's gluten-free you might go oh jesus no i'm not gonna have that now that could taste weird that could taste funny and that's kind of perception people have with a lot yeah. of things well it's not that sugar-free where there's no taste it still tastes mm. of something you know yes you know, like yeah. The one thing I take out of this conversation is um, like it had never crossed my mind before that you could be, that, well, I did the, I'll give the scenario that you gave me where you were in mm. uh, Delhi and you were decided not to order something, even though your girlfriend was getting something because you didn't want to go, like if there's people in front of you yeah. and people behind you, yeah. that's kind of a social thing. That never crossed my mind. Yeah. I just mm. always thought it was, these are the things that I know I can have. Let's see, can I get them? But mm. yeah, that's a bit of a... <clears throat> And I, I'd, 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 I'd have that a lot too. Like, you know, I kind of, I'd go into certain places and you'd kind of go and people, I'd be with family, say I could be with my partner's parents or anything. They'd be like, oh, we'll see you now. And they, they'd be very well. We'll see if anything's gluten-free. And if I didn't know if anything was, I'd be like, oh, geez, you just leave, leave it, leave it now. You know, I'd be kind of getting a bit kind of social anxiety towards it. I'd be like, I don't want to put anyone out. I don't want someone kind of saying, oh, Jesus, here we go again, or different things. And I, I did have one occurrence and uh, where someone said to me, oh, here we go, another one of these gluten-free fellas now again, here we go, like the vegans and all this. And I said, well, it's not my fault. This is, it's it's not a choice. I said, some people do use it as a choice, but for me, it's it's my health. I have to, there's nothing I can do about it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. It's not like you didn't choose, Cecilia. Mm, it mm. chose you. Yeah. You know, essentially. But it's not, yeah, that's, um, yeah. Oh, fuck them, I'd say. You know, you know what I'm like, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, but kind of as, as you kind of, as I got a bit older and kind of as I kind of became more aware of it, at the start now, I was kind of very hesitant to go into places because I, I didn't really know much, like, you know. And what I, what I would avoid was, say, if like, say, if a few of the lads went, wanted to go for a few drinks. And they say, I oh, will stop off in the bailey. We'll have a bit of food and we'll have this. I'd say, oh, I'll meet you afterwards, lads. Yeah. All right. And they'd be like, oh, sure. Come in at half 12 for the kickoff, the early kickoff. I said, oh, I'll meet you at two or three. I'd always make sure I'd always eat at home first because I'd be afraid that if I go out, there might not be an option for me. And everything kind of substitute could be chips or something. And I don't eat chips as well. So it could be, or there could be nothing on the menu or it could be just soup and gluten-free bread. And you know yourself, that's not going to fill you for the whole day either. If, yeah. if it was the occurrence so rather than go and be pointing or isolating yourself out you just mm. wouldn't go get your food at home and then go yeah 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 well you can just live just uh, just like you can live like 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 the, they're, they're, as long as you keep doing what you're doing you're you're fine the, the same as i am like there's no there, yeah. there's no long-term effect is there not that I know of anyway. I've now I've like I you could have deficiency in some kind of say nutrients that you're not getting. But um the doctor like I had I was down in Galway recently. Uh I go down there, it was my first time in two years to want to do a checkup. And the reason they balanced all referred me to University of Galway was they're more equipped to they're kind of yeah. they're the they know more not know more, but they're more equipped with this what my my health like. So they ran all blood tests, checked everything like that. And then say if I was lacking in something, they could say, okay, Cody, your iron, your iron deficiency is down. Um, you're lacking in vitamin C, vitamin B, and all these different things from maybe not eating certain foods. Then then I can make it about myself where I can go get these vitamins or I can start to try and supplement some, say, certain foods that can help me in that kind of regard. And would it be... Um... 
like obviously you don't have to answer this, but like, would it be every two years you'd be sent down for a check to make sure everything's okay, or is that something you schedule yourself? Or do some people go down every six months? Or is it, different? it can it can be different. Like okay. sometimes, like I I used to have a once a check maybe once or twice a year, but then I I hadn't had one in two years because of the whole healthcare system, and it wouldn't it be it wouldn't be a main priority. Do you understand? Oh, through the lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, through the lockdown and everything like that. So it wouldn't be a main priority. So there wasn't, or you could ring, like, say, blood, say, for bloods or something like that and just make sure everything's all right. And you could be pushed up, say, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you in September. And this could be in July. You're going, right. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going, that's months away. You know, so there's, well, for me now, I at least have it once a year. I just check up anywhere. And that's just kind of, it's mostly just blood tests and everything like that. But what to do is, they make me kind of there for the whole month of August, kind of before the last week. Um, they wanted me kind of just to go off any alcohol, alcohol or, or substance, just for my, just for health wise, just to see was there any any kind of occurrence of anything. Because they didn't want to just say if something was up, they could say, "Oh, did you have a few drinks there during the week?" Oh, that's probably why your levels are up and down. Like so, for the whole kind of month of August, I had four weeks kind of no drink, no nothing. And then they run, ran all blood tests and everything Everything was grand. So they were happy enough. And they said, just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, and that'd be, that was kind of the occurrence. And I know it's kind of, I know it's a lot of things. I know it's kind of like my, like saving with my skin. When I started being gluten-free, my skin started to clear up completely. Like, you know, um, then I had kind of no bloatation. I had, as, as we mentioned about sports, I was a lot fitter. I could feel a lot better. I could, um, eat before going training I could uh, I, I like I remember there was kind of a period of time where I had done boxing for a while and I had to give it up because I physically wasn't able to constantly keep doing it and then after them 12 months about a year later I was kind of maybe a couple of years I was back at kind of a bit of boxing football everything was feeling great and it just felt really good and then kind of even my levels of kind of intake of kind of food and water everything like brilliant like you know and well, that was just that or, or, or a blog maybe every now and then. it doesn't matter which but um of a guy who's not celiac but went mm. gluten-free mm. and he says that he's getting cleared up as well yeah but uh, he's not celiac i was just yeah that's uh if your skin clears up when you don't eat something maybe whether you're celiac or not perhaps you shouldn't be eating it you know yeah 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 but you, you but usually kind of growing up in Ireland and everything like that throughout years, younger years, it was down to everyone was kind of there wasn't actually it wasn't seen. Like this wasn't this this was not seen as a thing. Like people um and there's probably there's a lot of older people I've actually started to meet now that are kind of gluten free and celiac. And they they're way before I was, like, you know, and they'd be into their forties now and they'd be telling me that you're kind of lucky now, because when it was yeah. with us there was nothing. There was literally like there wasn't a substitute for pasta. There wasn't a substitute for bread. There was you had to make your own gluten free bread, and different things like that. Now, all the supermarkets and all the different places can actually make money off them, and make money off this, and they're able because as we said earlier, say instead of just Cody having it, twenty thousand people could be going gluten free for their health. I'm still not uh, happy that it's more expensive. Um, that's uh, that's that's the thing that kills me the most. Like, it's a bit know, shitty. It's like um. Mm-hmm. Like you're celiac, you're not on more money than the average person. Yes. You're on the same yep. money. So if mm. you and I work in the same job, you're celiac and I'm not, and we go shopping, if I spend 50 euros, you might spend 85 euros to buy the same products as I it's, bought. It's, it's, yeah. There should be some yeah. le- Levy, Levy brought in or something. That's a bit, um, 
I do think there is this thing I think like there is a way of like um now I don't know too much about myself um other people could there is like a government grant and different things you can go about getting and different uh, um but there's a lot of there's a lot of information you have to give you've go through so much stuff and yeah. if you're that type of person that likes to do all that and go through that well I'd be very easy going I'd rather just like just fuck filling out 20 forms and but doing if, this look, and I get it but uh, if it's over like you're 26 you might live to be 96 that's 70 mm. years of getting a subsidy if Cody said there somebody else might know if anyone does know can you leave that link in the comments for anyone mm. else that looks at it because I, I wouldn't know where to go like there's no point in me saying i put a link to it because i haven't just leave a leave it in the comment if you know um or a, any information any good information yeah. that anybody has leave in the comments so as someone that comes in and like what's going to happen here is i'll be hashtagging gluten-free and celiac and stuff like that someone's going to come on and listen to the podcast and see two lads talking shit for about 15 minutes before we start talking about it yeah but yeah eventually yeah. as the conversation goes on they're going to say okay maybe it's someone new to it and it'd be nice to have some links there that they could go and, and normally I do leave links, but it's absolutely fucking pointless because I don't know if if, if the link I'm living is full of shit or whether yeah, it's a good one or whether it's a, I'd have no idea whatsoever, you know. Because you would, you'd see a lot of people have gone kind of for the health wise of say gluten free. Yeah. And I like, well, I've, I found the benefits. That's me personally. I found like, like that I've been healthier fair, but that doesn't naturally mean someone that does go gluten free will be healthier fair because they could lack in certain nutrients that they're not getting from where they're not getting from bread like say bread with fiber and different things like that or say with certain foods like say that they might not be healthier they could actually be lacking in different vitamins and different kind of supplements as well if they do go gluten free it can like it can make you healthier uh, it, it obviously me being celiac wise it has helped me personally and it's made me more like fitter myself confident in myself and um, my skin is better i'm feeling like i'm not sick basically i'm not i'm not eating like there was there was periods of times where like you'd be you didn't want to eat eat certain foods right and i wasn't down it was kind of like you'd be eating food and you'd be kind of going oh i really hope this digests and that was a big word of mine for years it was like oh, I, and i i, I, I yeah, yeah on like, all times yeah and like and it's funny enough because you go to some some of my family like as i may have joked at you before just don't believe it's a thing as in older people like in their 80s and 70s and i i go to the aunt and she'd be like celiac back in our day. Yeah, yeah 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 and she she'd be still like <laughs> she go would you like to make a sandwich there i said no i can't have it all right here have a have a one of these bars no no i can't have a kit kat now uh Jesus, oh, when, when you were younger you ate everything and i said i know yeah but i just i can't have it like you yeah, know that's why you were sick and there was different things like where you'd see it a lot. You'd see like I got it and it's like, ah, sure, try it. I was like, no, I, I, it's, it's not worth it's not worth it for me whatsoever. Like it's not. That's like, I don't I I don't do this, so I'm not saying do what I do to anybody out there, but for me, like when you talk about the likes of bread or any like obviously refined stuff and you know, stuff that's frozen with breadcrumbs and all that, but like even the likes of bread, like we evolved about bread, you know. Like mm. over thousands of years we you know if we could pick it or we could catch it and kill it we ate it yeah. and we evolved and we we're fine yeah. so anything that isn't that probably isn't good for us and yeah we're probably knocking seconds off our life with i have a neck an absolute neck saying this because i don't do it mm. but it's it's true it's it's anything that we can't pick or anything we can't catch and you might say well you need some bread from carbohydrates There's carbohydrates and fruit how do you yeah. think we evolved yeah. You think back yeah. in like 
like 500,000 years ago that you were picking a big duckloff off the tree. There was no such thing, champion. There was none mm. of them at all. You none, none. Fruit and yeah. stuff that was seasonal, like you say, bananas and bread, or bread, so like bananas and apples and pears <laughs> and whatever was available. Yeah. You, you, were, yeah. you were catching fish for your, that's it. And, mm. and we evolved perfectly fine. And our brains got really, really big because we start burning the meat and cooking it up. And there was mm. loads of protein and nutrients. And so anything that's not that, probably isn't the best for us and it's, yeah. it's as simple as that you know but uh, i'd 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 also say to a lot of people that i have gone or if they are going gluten-free or they're going or they have been intolerant too is some people i'd always look at the back of jars of things or back of things if it's not in the gluten-free section because sometimes there is things that are gluten-free in like say the likes of different sections in tesco and aldi but they're not in that section because they're not branded by the free from brand or the gluten-free brand brands like so i would say to people like if you say if it's a jar of um say sauce for example i don't know what type of sauce but always look at the back because you might think it's gluten-free but sometimes it has yeast extract in it now that yeast extract in certain things can be gluten-free but a lot of the time it's not and a lot of people kind of can make that mistake where they go home and say, oh, this bolognese sauce is actually gluten-free. But have the yeast extract. And you might know what I would do. I'd always look up on Gluten-Free Ireland or I'd look up on celiac.ie. I'd check it out and see if like it could give it a score or like you could say like um, that it's not. It's 100% not gluten-free. And then all of a sudden people be using it and then that they're making like making themselves sick then the next day maybe take a photograph and stick it up on that uh, facebook page yeah yeah okay that's why things like that is very good you know that's what that's what people do like and i i'm actually only recently in it um actually it was kind of family members that sent they were actually in it It, it's funny enough that people because of me have become very very aware in the last maybe four to five years of it like as in like say say we go to to a, a christening or say something like that and we're in the lodge or something, they'd be going up saying now is, uh, do you have gluten-free gravy or, or anything like that? Or um, uh, can you make sure that that chicken and just that veg, is, there's no breadcrumbs or anything like that. And even like, like I'd, I'd have that a lot now with kind of family. And even when, when I, I, I like to cook a lot. So when I'm cooking dinners, um, I, I've, we've done this thing over the years, especially me and Sophie, where I could use kind of gluten-free pastas or I'd use kind of certain foods and spices and everything. I'd make a dinner and I'd serve it to everyone and everyone would eat it and there'd be no problem whatsoever. And I'm going, oh, that's lovely. But then if I stuck a like sticker and said to you, oh, that's actually gluten-free, someone go, oh, oh, Jesus, oh, no, no. Like, and we actually, we tried that one day. I met Sophie made gluten-free brownies and she had them in the fridge and they we we gave them out to people and they all tried it and they all loved them right and they really because she could bake and everything and everyone loved it and as soon as I said they were gluten free afterwards they were like oh, well, I thought there was something funny now with that thought, yeah, yeah bollocks. absolute and, bollocks yeah and <laughs> and uh, and that goes on and you might, that's why certain places in certain like um, say sandwich shops or different things they're nearly afraid to slap the the GF logo or, or different things even on like say certain things that um. In case people just go, oh no, I won't have that now. That could be, could be weird and all that. And that that's a big misconception with things like you know, it could be, it could be as simple as there's just not wheat in the dish. I was you coming know, back from somewhere before, and I parked the car to get a roll, maybe seven or eight years ago. Um, I won't say which road because there's only one shop there, so you know. But it wasn't in Athlone, but it's just something mm. that I want to say. There was a woman. We call it a deli. Um, and she was getting a gluten-free wrap. Yeah. 
and uh, she says something about I, I just came up behind him. So do you have anything gluten free? And he says yes, these are gluten free wraps. She mm. says, but they're not. They're beside the normal wraps. Like they're right beside each other. Mm. So like this stuff will get on them. And yeah, so no, cry- no, they've never touched lovely. We put them. She just again, it's education. Yeah, yeah, and like as I like as you find that some people have kind of become more aware and more developed. Like I'll give you an example: O'Brien's in the new town centre. They have a little gluten-free menu when you go in. That most people wouldn't even know was for people that are gluten-free. They have a little gluten-free menu, and the staff are very well aware. And all the foods kind of it tells you what what is and what's not. And when you go in, the girls automatically change the gloves. They change the board. They take out the knife. Change everything. And even put like the most cross contamination in delis. If you are eating out in delis, I don't do it too often myself, but they, if someone just throws the sandwich or roll or whatever gluten free wrap in into the into the fryer type of thing or into the Murray chef, you're, you're going to be cross contaminated because it's burning everything. There's crumbs coming off all that. Of course. But, but usually in certain places that are well equipped, what they do is they leave a sheet down or two sheets down and then it goes in. So it's not on a tray, it's not on. It's not kind of touching anything oh, if you're fe- if you're if you're very sensitive, like you know, so like like myself, but some people wouldn't be too sensitive, and some people are very sensitive too, that it wouldn't be touching anything, and you'd see it then and it'd come off, and even their gloves, like they'd still change them again in yeah. case they made a separate sandwich <clears> in the <throat> previous time. Just 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 as as we mentioned earlier, we're kind of cross-contamination. And there is actually what I found it with Athlone, there is a few places um that like they did have a couple of options. They would like, as in, like we went to Il Coliseo last night. They have on their menu now that everything nearly can be substituted gluten free. Nearly everything. They do mm-hmm. gluten free pastas, pizzas. Um, I know I mentioned pastas a bit, but I mean like pastas, pizzas, steak, meats, anything, chips, different things. All separate the nice fr- stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, separate fryers, separate things, and um, they come out and it comes out. Uh, it comes out gluten free and especially in the UK and other stuff like that what they do is if you have an allergen they usually have like a little flag thing that comes out in your dish and it says gluten free or allergen in a lot of dishes and or if a sticker on your plate and you'd automatically know then um, like the staff would know to kind of maybe take extra care kind of they'd know that okay this person has an allergen and it could be the same with same with peanuts or different things like that they'd have the allergen kind of thing that this person can't have peanuts or vice versa you know name uh, like people can't be you know i'm i'm I won't keep it much longer but um people can't be saying like you know as you mentioned earlier but oh here's this fella now causing trouble mm. you won't just eat a sliced bread of course you'll eat a sliced bread if, if he wasn't going to get sick it's 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 not yeah, something yeah, that you're choosing like, it's, like, like don't get me it's wrong not a preference it's it's yeah it's it's not a pre- like you don't pre- prefer gluten-free bread you probably prefer a big slice of brennan's bread but yeah, it, that, yeah, that's just yeah, what like, you're having. So yeah, people have yeah. to stop. But look, give three or four shout outs to the nicest places that are the most accommodating, nicest foods that are restaurants in Athlone. This is a free plug to people now. <laughs> well, restaurants anyway, I love El Coliseo is brilliant. I have to say, I cannot, I can't. We were, we were there last night. That can be absolutely brilliant for, uh, for gluten free. Poppy Fields have a great kind of, they have a few options that are gluten free and it's very nice as well in there. I found with O'Brien's since the new menu kind of came in that is I I really like the sandwiches in there. There's a little place across the road, um, craft. I think it's the it used to be the Garber Roast. I think it's Craft Bistro. I think that's the name across from Centra. And um, they do a gluten free sandwich there as well, and that can be nice. That can be nice too. 
And there's a few, especially restaurants. I like the Bella too. The Bella can substitute anything, a few things anyway as well. But I'd say restaurant worries in town, kind of for me personally, <clears throat> even on the menu, as you open up the menu, it says can be adapted 100% gluten-free. And that's for me, that's why I go there very often. Or if, if say there's an occasion, the family will go to Il Coliseo and different things like that because they can adapt a lot. And now on the flip side, before I let you go, name all the bad. I want to ask, and I wouldn't put it on anyways. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're not here yeah, to put yeah. anyone down. Um, we're just that's good information, you know. It's um find that Facebook page, go to those websites. And, yeah. Do you know like you talk about it and look, I, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just you talk about it very well. There'd be no harm in you putting up a few posts on Instagram about it. Mm. Maybe an old video here and there. You talk about like, it very well, you know. Like there is a lot of kind of Especially now, I, I've said this maybe in the last, even talking to you about it here today. I do actually have a lot of information personally, and it's only it's only my opinion now. It's not that it's gospel either. It's like it's my opinion on how like with with information, like even when I'm doing like like supermarkets wise, how kind of to save save a book even because it is expensive too. What 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 to recommend as in what you can do food wise as like for example. Um, corn tortillas a lot of the time corn are 100% corn so they can be gluten-free but they're never essentially in the gluten-free section corn, you just yeah. have to but you just like but the box wouldn't be gluten-free because of say the salsa in it would have wheat in it but that'd be in a separate packet but if you just bought the shells itself you could still make up okay. something we I do that with a lot of, say if we have like a Mexican night or something like that I can get the gluten-free shells and I make my own sauces and everything like that and same with kind of different supermarkets um there's different there's different things that like some things are absolutely extortion like you know um tesco have their own brands of breads and stuff like that they're they're, they're just as good as any of the promise or the be free stuff and the be free and promise bread could cost you 459 five euro slices in it what you know it's it, not what is the tesco brand costing and the Tesco brand could be maybe 179, 290. And no difference. 20. And it's it's there's not no difference, but it's it's there's more in it, and you could buy two of them, for example. You could buy two for the price of one, be promised. Yeah, when bread, when I'm know? not trying to make work for you here or anything, you don't want to go on a podcast and have a full time job that you're not getting yeah, paid yeah, for afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to, if you ever do do it, obviously you can let me know and I'll leave a link and tell everyone, look, mm. Cody, who was on the podcast chatting and all that. Yeah. But, um, Look, I don't know. We kind of know each other. We seem to have a good chat when we talk. Mm. Maybe sometime in the near future, I might come on again and just talk in general. Um, yeah, yeah. With with this one, I was going to kind of have it just fly on the wall where two lads were having a chat. It'd be a nice, easy one where you could sit yeah, down yeah. and have a cup of coffee. But I did want to hit um, Celiac and I did want to get information. Um, obviously, I knew that you knew an awful lot about it because you had it, mm. but I didn't know you could talk about it so well. And, you know, there's mm. a lot of information there that people might want to know that you know that you've picked up over the years that you've found out yeah and, yeah. and not all the do's but an awful lot of the don'ts as well you know and mm, even that yeah. thing with the it's the same but you can get two and it's cheaper and stuff like that you know yeah there's there is there's kind of like even as as i said about how there every like so it, it's also become a massive marketing now because a lot of people have gone gluten-free so that's why even the section is a lot expensive but there is kind of, as I said, I mentioned about kind of maybe sauces or veg or different things like that. If you do actually look around and like I said, if you look at the back of certain things, like um, I remember in my early years, I, I, I was like, oh, I can't have rashers because all oh, they must be mixed with kind of wheat, but they weren't. But some of them are like you could have Denny's ham and that could say wheat flour 
but then you could pick up like a Tesco brand or there could be something and you look up on you look you look up on this gluten-free website or you look up yourself and it goes uh, no it, it's just made with salt and 90 percent pork and that would be fine but it, it just wouldn't have the label on it either but see what well, a lot of people like say say ham i'll use ham as an example people would just pick up ham show it in but every time i check as soon as say if anything comes into the house i check the back for it, i check the allergens and a lot of the times there's certain things they do have wheat flour unknown to all of us like a lot of a lot of things do have it and then you go you can't have that and um, while you could go into tesco you could go into ali i'm just using tesco as an example and say like the tesco brand of rashers are just made with 19 percent pork and salt they're okay you can still have your rashers in the morning you just uh, and you can still have say scramble egg you can still have beans if they don't have yeast extract and the likes of bachelor beans are gluten-free so you can still make up your like fry and different things that people that are becoming gluten-free or people that have an intolerance or even someone that is discovered to be celiac, there is a lot of ways that like you can still eat a lot of the foods that you still love. Same with chocolate. There's a lot of chocolates, like even the biscuits and chocolates, like the Scar brand is a brand, I, I could be wrong now, it could be Switzerland or Poland, and they have substituted everything for, uh, so like from down to your custard creams, down to your chocolate fingers, all these different things. But the only thing is they're quite expensive, right? And they they could be four fifty nine a packet. And you're only getting and you're only getting about eight biscuits. But if you go into Tesco or you go into Aldi, you've Aldi free from biscuits or you've Aldi free from chocolate and you've kind of Tesco brand and they're cheaper. And it's still the same kind of occurrence where like now it might it could be a tasting. You might not actually like them. They could be the scar ones are nicer and everything like that. But if you are on a budget, especially with everything, rent and everything, and you're in this section, kind of try the Tesco brands and the Aldi brands and the breads and stuff like that. And kind of stay away from the Be Promised and the Be Free because they're a massive marketing place. They're going around all the places. They have, they're, they're probably the nicer of the ones, but it's very expensive. And if you're trying to save money on your shopping or you're trying to kind of work with a gluten-free diet or you're celiac or gluten intolerant, there is lots of options out there. And one one hidden one is watch out for the yeast extract as well in certain things, because if yeast extract, yeast is in barley and rye and certain things like that. And some people don't know that and they get sauces and that could be why they're feeling blown a day or two later as well. And you want to be like, if I won the Euro Millions in the morning, I wouldn't buy, be buying a pack of biscuits for four Euro 50. You yeah, want to you be know, fucking two yeah, foot long yeah, and feed mm. the whole terrace before I do that. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Is, that, that, it's um, crazy. It would because cost like I, 4.50 or so much. Yeah, I, I think the Bee Promise bread is probably like 4.59 or something. And I'm not exactly, or 3.69, 4.59. Depending on the, excuse me, the different ones, they're very, very expensive. I've noticed that. And like what you'd see is if you go to say like Tesco Express, for example, if you're, if you're out that area, it's a smaller limited option of gluten-free stuff in there compared to the big Tesco's, obviously, because in the Express. And they might only have that Bee Promise bread. So someone in that area will end up paying five euros or something for that bread. And the problem is it is nice, like as in being as far as gluten-free is, like it is nice food and nice stuff, but you're going to be paying, like as I felt in my first couple of years, my shopping went, now it still is more expensive than say the average consumer. So like, as in if I pay 30, like if you pay 30 euros, mine's 50. I know it's going to be 50. Like you pick up a pack of digestives for 60, 70, 80 cent. Mine's always two fifty nine a packet, or you know, just like and just as same with say, with your kind of bread, say bagels. You could get we could go into Aldi today, the two of us. You could pick up a bagel and it could be say a euro, 
mine is probably 279 it's horrendous the way yeah. the price there because they know people like myself or people that are intolerant they have no choice ha- but to buy they've it. no they've no choice but to buy it so you're gonna you're gonna actually buy it anyways and i know that's, one that's euro a, or maybe 170 or two euro there's not much of a difference but there is if you're buying a shop you're, you're, yeah, you could be yeah, doubling your yeah yeah like as i what i kind of yeah. do is I, I i do shop around a lot i do i'm not this i find that super value is a lot more expensive than your Tesco gluten-free and your Aldi gluten-free. And I, I'd recommend that people that go into little, little do kind of breads, like little gluten-free bread and stuff like that. And me personally, if you were starting off being gluten-free and you tried that after being used to kind of normal bread and normal stuff, you might actually find it very hard then to kind of switch up your foods. If, if say you are taking it as being healthy or if, if it's an intolerance too. I'd recommend trying different breads as in like, like, for example, I do buy two, two different ones. Right. And, uh, I buy one in Aldi and I buy one in Tesco. They're very similar price. I think it's one seventy nine, Um, or maybe it could have gone up to two yours now, but I like the Aldi one say if I'm making toast, but then if I'm going into work, I use the Tesco one as like a sandwich and everything like that. Cause it's much softer and it kind of tastes more towards real kind of bread or real kind of than the kind of Aldi one for example so there is kind of a lot of options out there for people there's a lot of um there's a lot of there's a lot of ways like uh, as i'd say if anyone was going or that can see this podcast or struggling of foods or different things to do i would be able to help out with anything or anyone if they if they just wanted to know more or different things about it i'd have no problem giving people a hand or just and just my own advice your instagram but, link in the description yeah yeah you can there's no problem whatsoever have people now slidden into your DMs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who, who's this? Uh, yeah. okay. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be a gluten-free item, and then all of a sudden, be someone asking me, "Do you want to, do you want to bet on this or how you can make a hundred bucks in two yeah. days and all okay. this?" Like, you know. Yeah. Sorry, Cody. Is this gluten-free? Um, yeah, yeah. Also, do you want to buy into my OnlyFans? You know, OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. Here, 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 yeah. You, you get yeah message requests now through and uh it's brilliant. You do see that, yeah. It does happen. No, no weirdos text them, just people that want to find out about it. And uh, yeah, you can let me know if you get any messages. If things go mm. mad, just let me know and I'll take your link off the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, no problem. With that note, all the best, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, appreciate Mark. it. I have learned a good bit about it. The thing, the price thing is horrendous. Um, yeah, but the thing I'll be thinking about tomorrow when I think of this podcast or when I'm editing is the standing in the queue that never crossed my mind before. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're kind of a strong lad. You have your own opinions. You're, you, mm. you know, people who may be a bit more timid and have to do that might feel like shit all the time. Might feel like they don't belong in society. And it's yeah. again back to education, one hundred percent. I think I've done a very good job in doing that here today. But by the way, I didn't think you'd be talking the way you're talking about it because obviously we yeah. only talk in yeah, yeah, two or three yeah. mouthfuls of a. Beer, I don't get that. I don't. Yeah, I don't get to like. Like usually, I briefly, if anyone asked me about it, like that time in the pub, when I kind of briefly mentioned you that you, I think it was something I was eating a sandwich, and I said actually it's it's a gluten free sandwich, and you, we briefly touched on it, and then I'd be gone again, and that's kind of been the occurrence with a lot of people, apart from family wise, that people wouldn't know or kind of much about it. But when I am chatting about, it, I can actually tell people my own kind of opinion and kind of my my views on the way I find it and how I've dealt with it, and and. The best thing now, as I as I can see, kind of is, I've I'm still I'm a lot better since it's happened. With my my kind of from eighteen to kind of twenty six, I'm much healthier than I was from say ten 
to nine, 10 to 18, kind of food-wise, healthy-wise. Now, I'm not saying that that might work for everyone, but if you were trying to substitute things, it can help because with the likes of kind of the doughy textures with your pizzas and your breads and everything like that, that's very hard to break down your intestine for anyone, anyone. Not even if you are gluten-free or yeah. if you're or celiac, it's very hard to break down. And that's why when, like say, if people are drinking and people are going out and they're having a lot of doughy foods, that's why they're very bloated and they can't kind of, I don't mean to keep up, but they can kind of like uh, feel kind of sluggish and kind of like saving someone before a game if they're having like a lot of doughy foods and everything. They're a bit more sluggish, they're a bit more tired, lethargic type of thing. But with people that if you do kind of try and substitute or if you are gluten-free, there can be a difference in certain things and also with hopefully people are more kind with the more years that go on the more stuff that comes out people are more educated and the lots of different things of in foods wise like rice flour will become more accustomed than wheat flour and we kind of start to see a change in certain things which would be brilliant for more people that are kind of discovering the track bigger, bigger and bigger selections every year get bigger every and year more stuff. just if, if anyone's watching this and they like the information or that uh, you know a friend who um is gluten free or has just been gluten or whatever just like share it on let them know let yeah. them know that um let them know about the information also if you are on spotify or apple podcast or any other audio platform the link for this podcast um on youtube is in the description as well so you can go and have a look at it there and please subscribe all that jazz Cody thank you for coming on much Thanks appreciate so much it. Mark it's the last of a four marathon podcast for me yeah, i was glad it brilliant. was you because i knew you'd be chatting away so happy yeah days. yeah great and nice i'll talk to you soon bye-bye thanks thanks for having me on mark thank you